Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 302. I am your host, Jose. Thank you so much for coming back to us. Today's guest is the wonderful CEO of Gateway Bank over in Mesa. His name is James, and we had a wonderful time talking to him. Actually, I had an incredible time um, just getting to know him on a personal level. It was really interesting. And he is someone who is very open and honest about what he's been through. And so I just want to say thank you again, James, for making my day and uh, making that weekend just very in you know I had to really think about a lot of stuff after having a conversation with not only him but another banker as well so there's a lot of things rolling in my mind about my financial background and what I can do with my money so if you are interested in you know wanting to change up what you have going on in your bank account uh, give us uh, give our little friend here James and his bank a chance and go to all his bios that we put in the links below. We want you guys to connect with every single one of our guests. So we put all those links in the bio and in everything that we can so that you guys can go find them out as well. So that being said, you can find us at FindingArizonaPodcast.com and you can find all of our social media under Finding Arizona Podcast. If you'd like to become a super fan, there's a place for you to go do so. That's Patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast. If you want to go and just give us an email or want to sign up for something, there's a place that you can go do so as well. It's finding Arizona podcast at gmail.com. And that will also help you get into the community corkboard, which is my favorite part of the intro. And we're going to get into that in right now. Uh, yes, the community corkboard is something that I want to encourage everyone to be a part of. Finding Arizona podcast at gmail.com. Send us what you want to shout out. And if you want to become a part of the show, that's also where you would like to go as well. So let's go and give you what's coming up in our community. Indigenous Arts Arizona Festival taking place Saturday, November 20th from 10.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. over at the Tempe Center of the Arts in Tempe, Arizona. Experience so many of the arts and culture that the, na- that the indigenous people of Arizona have to offer you. And um, just something from a personal level, I just want to say every single time that I get to experience not only my own culture, but people of indigenous backgrounds that are similar to mine, I am truly moved and truly inspired. And if you're an artist or someone who is um, someone of a particular background that has um, needs inspiration, this is the place to go do so. So shout out to my boy OXDX Jared for doing the artwork uh, for that festival. And then we're moving on over to the Arizona Bow and Dumpling Festival taking place today from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. over at the Dr. AJ Chandler Park. If you are interested in going, there are tickets available at tickettailor.com slash events slash Arizona Bow and Dumpling Festival. We hope that you guys go check it out it is something interesting and new for me i have tried bow balls um i am going to say that i very much like them and i would try them again so we are going to move on to our next festival which is the 10th annual wine festival taking place on november 21st at 12 a or all day actually it's gonna take place all day it's a festival so the cellar over in um Phoenix, uh, 5030 East Warner Road, Phoenix, is hosting the 10th annual wine festival. And you can go get your tickets 
uh, over at thecellar.com. And uh, you guys go check it out. Hope that you are interested in wine and enjoy that with tapas. Have a great afternoon and a great weekend. We hope that you guys are keeping in touch with each other and staying safe, following some of the mandates and following actually all the mandates. Just try your best to keep safe out there, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, kisses, hugs and belly rubs. I will see you on the next one. Peace out. Hey, guys, Jose here. Big businesses have plenty of lobbyists, but these big guys aren't the ones that need help. Small businesses like the ones we feature on our podcast do. President Joe Biden cut taxes for families and small businesses instead of putting big corporations first by passing an aggressive economic rescue plan. Learn more about how the American Rescue Plan is helping small businesses by going to realstoriesrealvoices.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in very special guests every week. Today is no different, ladies and gentlemen. We have with us, uh, I want to say, the CEO and president of Gateway Bank in Mesa. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome James. James, welcome. Hey, thank you so much, Jose. I look forward to chatting this morning. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of things going down. And, you know, I typically ask this question of everyone. Um, how has the pandemic treating you? Like, what, you know, how are you doing recently? And then, um, you know, how has it, you know, affected your life? You know, um, personally and professionally, it's been pretty substantial The mm -hmm. the, you know, 2020 and 2021 for the bank have been, um, it, the bank has done well, but we've really had to, the staff really had to step up and, and yeah. go overboard to take care of the PPP loans and all the loan modifications and everything that was needed during that time period. The nice thing was when we had our exam earlier this year, um, the examiners really did give us some leeway with our clients, which was, awesome. which was felt very different than 2008, nine and 10. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we haven't had, we didn't have anybody that, that uh, went out of business, not one customer. Wow. Um, at the beginning where, you know, in, in March of 2020, we were like, Oh, I don't know, but, you know, here's the worst case scenario. Here's the best case scenario. <laughs> and, you know, really at the end of the day, I'm, we turned out best case scenario, but it was just really a whole lot of work with the clients. And this is Absolutely. one of those places where I think it matters to have a relationship. And I think that's why the community banks and credit unions did so well with their clients during, during the COVID crisis is we worked with them, we took care of them and they took care of us. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, personally wise, like how are your, how's your family, how's your life, you know, been in, in, in the wraps of the COVID? You know, it, it's, uh, it, it's been, well, at, at work and with some friends, we've obviously lost some, some, uh, good friends have lost family members. And, mm -hmm. and, um, matter of fact, we just, one of our team members lost a brother-in-law about a month ago. Oh no. And, um, it's just, you know, it's been, that's been really tough on the team. We also just lost our, our, it wasn't from COVID, but from um, glioblastoma, we lost our CFO last month. And it's been a, you know, between COVID and everything that's gone on with the team and having team members losing family members, it has been, it's been, it's been quite the year. And it's really, yeah. you know, we step up and, you know, we kind of joke that we call ourselves the firm. Once you're part of the family, you're always part of the family. And, yeah. you know, we, that's really what we act like. And, 
you know, we all take care of each other. And that's really, sure. I think, what helps us get through. Yeah. And that, you know, that's something that we'll get into. And um, I just kind of want to bring it back just a little bit and just kind of, you know, I really do appreciate you kind of divulging that much. But, um, you know, that's just it's tragic, but I hope that, you know, it's made your team stronger. I, I think it might have been um, through those the, through those hard times. And I just really do hope that your team, um, you know, just increases the positivity. Things go up and, you know, you guys end up turning, um, you know, finding that silver lining in that in that struggle. Um, now I'll ask you the question that we typically used to ask everyone is kind of give us your origin story. And particularly, I'd done my research. Mister, you are from Kansas. You are you are a long way from home. Um, I want to know about that, how that transition, you know, come come from Kansas to to Mesa, Arizona. Sure. You did do your homework. So no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we so I grew up kind of all over the Midwest and mm -hmm. started my banking career in Kansas city and yeah. worked there for a fair number of years. And, and, and then, um, I made the mistake of bringing my wife out and we visited my grandparents out here about 1994. Okay. And we started talking about why, you know, it was very affordable to live in Arizona, significantly more so than Kansas. Yes. And we're like, okay, the views are a little different here. The weather's fantastic. We love sunshine. So then um, we ended up buying a, a lot here in Mesa in 97, and then we moved into our home in 98. And, oh. and, and I told my wife, I said, okay, I'm, I was the president of a bank in Kansas and just outside of Kansas City. And, and I, I said, well, I'm going to transition. Give me about six months to transition jobs. Yeah. And I did it for eight and a half years. Um, so until we started, you know, I agreed to take this position for late 2006 before okay. we founded the bank in 07 okay. and just really fell in love with Arizona. My grandparents uh, were here the first few years we were here, which was nice because I never really yeah. got to live close to them. And, Aww. and since then, my mom and my dad have both moved out here and we've got some other family members and we just That's decided awesome. we weren't going to wait until we retired to move to Arizona. We were going to do it now. <laughs> That's awesome. And you know what? I, I really do. I enjoy these stories just because it really does um, draw attention to kind of the the story of the individual. Um, really, to me, understanding that whole perspective really just it's beautiful to know that your grandparents were a big part of that uh, transition for you. And just to kind of hear um, your love and just being here and your wife's enjoyment of the scenery and just it really does help us get the bigger picture of everything. And I, 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 for myself, I, um, was born here. I, my family moved back to the East for a little bit. And then I moved back, um, for mid middle school, high school. And I haven't, you know, but that was on the Indian reservation up North and then went to ASU never left. <laughs> it's just one of those things that like, I love being here. There's something about this state. There's something about the people here and the weather here that just really, I think, makes it special and makes it unique. And, uh, I, I love hearing other people's story of how they got here and how they, how they enjoy being here. So it, it really does make a difference to me and hearing those stories. So thank you. Um, one of the other things I like to kind of go into is just kind of, um, you know, what makes you guys different? What makes you, you know, so, and I, I can, I know the research from my own end and kind of hearing, um, the backend stories, but I would love to kind of hear, one of your favorite stories of what makes you guys so unique and what makes you so special? Because I think as a president and as someone who's seen it and been in the mix of it, you have a unique 
uh, perspective and probably an interesting story or two to tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, so my one of the one of my newer nicknames is when I have been signing things. It's NYTV James, which is not your typical banker. And and I, I really, you know, for the longest time, we called ourselves the dinosaurs of banking just because we do still do business the old fashioned way through relationships. Okay. Yeah. And but really, it's a um, relationship banking. I think the large banks have kind of ruined the word because you have a new relationship banker every three or six months. And <laughs> but true relationship. And really kind of what we're doing this morning and getting to know each other and, and each other's yeah. families. I mean, that's relationship banking. Absolutely. And, you know, we know the business, we know the family, we know what's going on and, and, you know, we're really invested. I've told my friends over the years, I said, I guarantee you relationship banking works. I said, it is exhausting because you really get that invested in all those families. So like yeah. when, you go through, when you go through COVID and, and folks are hurting and, you know, businesses are shut down for a while. I mean, you feel for all those folks. And, mm -hmm. and I, you know, just, I, I guess to, to, to go back, what that means is when we went through eight, nine and 10, um, which were pretty ugly in, in uh, economic history in Arizona, we, yeah. we had two clients that we ended up um, uh, taking a deed in lieu on their properties. That was it. Yeah. And those were both at that point, they were, you know, that's, that was the only choice. And, and, that's what we did, but we had maybe 30 or 40 customers that we, the majority of them, we still have unless they've sold their company. And some of them are considerably larger than they were in 2010. And we just worked with them. Okay. And that was, you know, one of the things my, my dad was a bank examiner. So I, I, I get that free consulting experience, but I also nice. told my dad, I said, I think one of the things the examiners had a tough time uh, for a long period of time was understanding the difference between a large bank and a community bank. Mm -hmm. And that people, you know, if you bank with me, we know each other, you're going to work hard to make sure you take care of it. I'm going to make sure yeah. nothing goes wrong and that I'm not standing in the way of your success or, 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 you know, pushing forward of failures. Cause the last yeah. thing I want is to foreclose or to take a business back. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you're the more successful you are, the more successful I am. So it's a pretty simple concept, yeah. um, but it's really that, you know, those type of relationships, like, you know, I can think of several right now, different types of businesses from personal training uh, to manufacturing and everything in between folks that struggle during the downturn that are just really good friends and performing really well. And you just, Great. You, you know, our thing with clients is, you know, I only have two rules don't lie to me and don't hide from me. And if you don't do that, we are good. Um, <laughs> nice. So, you know, because it's, you know, you call up and you're like, Hey, you know, my, with COVID, my restaurant had to shut down. I have no source of income right now. Mm -hmm. Here's what's here's, you know, we're, we're kind of learning as we go, just like you. So can you work yeah. with me? And it's like, absolutely. Yeah. So that's just what, that's just what you do. It doesn't, if you, if you, I guess to, to peel it back one more level where it even goes is when I, when we loan money, I'm loaning, I'm investing in people. And, and if, if I've spent the time and I, you know, I like you, I like what you do. I know, you know, your industry, then, you know, I don't get too nervous when we have downturns. I'm, yeah. I'm just like, you know, it doesn't, they're still very good at what they do. We just had something happen. It impacted it. We didn't expect it. And here's, here's what we're doing next. So I think that's, probably the main difference with gateway. I like that. I like, I mean, again, honestly, you explained it very, it, it, it just me, it just works sometimes like that. And it, it, it is 
So I, I like to say it is what it is. It, it is plain and simple and right in front of you. And so thank you again. You know, there's a lot of things that, um, you know, we talk about here on this podcast and I try my best to diversify ourselves in every bit of the community. And so the things that I've learned from my, you know, just doing the podcast and having individuals like yourself who have these, um, what I like to call they're the umbrella, the, the bigger companies or who help other companies and um, have a, a bigger stake, whatever you want to call it. I just love seeing the, the, the understanding of and compassion behind the business. So it really does make me feel good and talking with you, James, like this. Um, one of the other things I would like to kind of get in with you is, can you give us a little bit of, um, you know, what your team or what your, what the banking business is looking like or what it is going through as of current position right now with things kind of recovering and kind of the goals that you guys have set in place, you know, what you're kind of give us what you guys want so that we sure. can put into the universe. I mean, maybe there's a couple of listeners who are on the fence who want to come to a smaller bank who are, you know, just help them out, help them guide them to you and what you guys want to put out there into the universe. Sure. So, you know, so let me back up a little bit even further. Sure. So my, my trip sure. from Kansas to Arizona at one <laughs> point in Kansas, there were over 500 community banks just in Kansas. Wow. Really? And the, the large banks had a very, very small piece of the pie. The community banks dominated the entire state. Yeah. And when, when we opened up in 07, there were 58 Arizona chartered banks. And when we came out here, people were like, oh, there's so many banks out here. I'm like, oh, there's 10% of what we have from where I'm coming from. And, and in their mind, it's, well, I see a B of A, a Wells and a Chase on every corner. And I'm like, well, yeah. that's not what we do. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, so, you know, unfortunately today, there's only 13 charters in the entire state of Arizona. Yes. And two of them are tied to out-of-state holding companies. So I look at it, there's really 11 of us in the whole state. And we have huge parts of Arizona that have no community banking presence. Mm -hmm. And when you look at, I keep going back to eight, nine and 10, but it was just such a significant time in Absolutely. history and banking. Yeah. And there, there were there, the states that had the fewest number of community banks were the slowest to recover. And that's not the only issue there, but it's when you have national banks and they're, and you get into really tough times and they're like, you know what, we're going to pull back and, in Arizona, uh, Georgia, Florida, and in some of these states, because things are really rough. So we're just going to basically go hit pause. Well, the, yeah. the, commu the community banks don't do that. Yeah. And we continue lending during those downturns. And I, and I, you know, we, I think it's on such a, it's on such a personal level where you're not mm -hmm. looking to fit a, a loan into a box or, you know, in, in, in two times in my career and last one being eight, nine and 10, I've seen large banks pull out of industries where they just get out of like contracting. If you're a general contractor, a subcontractor, have anything to do with that. And they're like, you know what, we're out. Yeah. And community banks don't do that. <clears throat> and I think that, um, you know, when we started, our focus was to build a bank that was going to make it be generational. Okay. And it's tough because most banks in Arizona were built like 
houses are meant to be flipped and it's like, we're going to grow it to a certain point and flip it. Mm-hmm. And we were really, we, we, you know, we, we get approached like everybody else, but you know, one of our, I was talking to one of our board members, um, two nights ago. And I said, do you remember when we were sitting in a meeting about four years ago and we were, you know, we had all kinds of people interested in, in taking a look and acquiring us and, And you're like, James, do you remember where we started? And he said, we started to be the community bank in Mason, serve the East Valley and invest in all the nonprofits. And and he said, has that has that mission changed? And I'm like, no. And he's like, then 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 a sale doesn't make sense. And and, you know, not that we got to the point of signing on a sale, but it really set the direction of this is, you know, this makes sense for us to stay independent And, and I think, you know, when we opened in Mesa, there were three charters in Mesa, unfortunately, the other two didn't make it. Um, And, and um, the interesting thing about community banking is there's two more getting ready to start up in Scottsdale. Okay. The next, the next one will be Scottsdale community bank. And, and we know them really well. Um, We support them. We work together. Um, The banks that are in Arizona, the community banks are collaborative. And, Good. and it's, it's, it's a different climate where you're, you're telling your competition what works and what doesn't, but honestly, the community banks don't compete that much. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we pretty much are building new books of business. And in addition, if we do take customers, typically they're coming from one of the large banks because ours is such a different feel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one of the, in Arizona, people are, if you've only had experience with one of the three large national banks, your assumption is that all banks are the same. Yeah. And that's just, it's not true. It's not just gateway. It's all the community banks and some of the smaller credit unions. And it's just, it's a very personal feel and it's one where you literally can build a relationship. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome. I mean, that's one of the things that I like, you start to see these as an adult for me. It's like, I got my first bank account um, with Wells Fargo when I was, um, I think, 15, 16, somewhere around there. Uh, my mom had to, you know, help me sign, um, get the account, um, went into college, um, still no understanding of finances, no understanding of how it works, or really just kind of just in my mind, the relationship with the bank is all the same. I go there, I, you know, if I have an issue, things like that. And it, you know, as you grow and and start to realize that your money works for you and you, you know, you can control that uh, portion of your life, that financial aspect um, is when you start to realize this relationship with your bank or with, you know, this entity is something of importance and it's something that you can control. And you, if you want to be more personal, if you want to ask more questions, or if you want um, something more, you can do that. And that is something that I didn't learn until later on in life. Um, And when I realized that there are other avenues like, you know, credit unions, uh, smaller banks, things like that, um, is when I started to, you know, kind of realize that the relationship is, like you said, fragmented, you know, different in a, in a, in a way of like my being the customer of us, you know, I'm not anything of a large business or anything like that. I just want more personalization. I want someone to cater to me more because I have something unique and different and I want that to be understood. And I think going to a smaller bank um, really does make that difference. And so that's why I, I love this conversation. That's why I'm so fascinated and want to learn more 
Um, especially, you know, um, what have you learned? Because it looks like you have been learning a lot from your community, you know, being that you work with the Scots and some of the smaller banks, but also your years of tenure with the, the community bank system of Kansas and things like that. I mean, what is one thing that you've learned biggest from, you know, this kind of group, like this small banking mentality or this small, like this relationship, this kind of being in this world? What have you learned biggest or most from this kind of uh, years of working in this system? You know, it's it it as a community banker, one of the things that even, you know, this is my 36th year in banking and and it's I still get excited when I get to work with a new client and learn what they do. And, you know, when you're touring a company and, and, you know, 99% of the time they're, you know, you meet at their business and folks are just thrilled to show you what they do, yeah, how they do it. And same questions you're asking me, what kind of what lights them up, what gets them fired up. And there's yeah. just so fun to be around that. And, and then to, to say, you know, okay, how do we play a role in this? How can we be your partner? Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I, I've learned a lot of lessons over the years. You know, I got to be president when I was 32, which was probably too young and it wasn't planned for sure. And I, you know, you kind of get thrown to the wolves right out of the gate. And, you know, yeah. I've, I've learned a lot over the years over managing and, and how to work together with a team. And I think, I think we're pretty good at building team now. You know, our team at yeah. Gateway, I have one of my original folks that from loan operations from when we opened is still with me. And one of my original CSRs is still with me. My head of operations wow. has been with me since about a year after we opened and several others, you know, my chief credit officer, 10, 11 years. And, you know, that's, you know, to, it takes, um, it takes effort to build that long-term team. But it's like you, you really do build a relationship. If you're at, if you're at B of A and you're on your, you know, and they're, you're like, okay, I banked there for 20 years, and and they, I'm like, but do they know you? Yeah. And well, maybe, maybe. And and B of A, Wells and Chase all have good employees. They all have some good employees. They all they do serve their purpose and and what they do. But I, but we're just a very different. Yeah, way to do business. And, and it's more investing. You know, when I look at when I bring an employee or a new team member on, I'm looking for a certain skill set, but I'm looking for culture. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm looking for the same thing when I bring a client on. And yeah. that's one of the cool things about commercial banking for the most part is, you know, if I if, if you give me a bad feel, we're probably not going to do business together. And it may financially make sense, but it's yeah. more of, hey, do I like working with these folks? Do I think, you know, we can help them scale up and continue to take this to a new level? And um, I think just investing in looking way more long term is a lesson I've learned. I don't look at, you know, three months, six months, 12 months guidelines. I'm looking five, 10 years down the road. What can this look like? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I think these are all. It's, it's just really making me happy to hear this come from the president. And it really does. It makes a difference when the hierarchy or whatever you want to call it, 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 it's up and down all on the same page. And when you have a team that's following you, then the same passion that you have, I think it's just, it's like you said, the culture is different and it's better and it's, it's more, um, fruitful. And so for that, I just say kudos to you for learning from, you know, your years of experience to understand that that team makes a difference, that that, that those individuals around you make a difference. Now, I want to get into 
the idea of that culture and something that you kind of, in my own research, finding out and talking and doing the research that I did about you. Um, one of the things that you, in, you know, promote or intentionally um, put out there is your backing of um, suicide prevention. And I want to get into that with you a little bit and kind of your purpose or your, you know, what you do to, to help out and, you know, give you a chance to talk about it a little bit more um, so that we can help you know, maybe just someone out there wants to help or be guided in uh, in a way with uh, more understanding and education behind it. So can you give us a little backing and understanding of your uh, what you do with that? Sure. You know, we, we've we've covered um, a lot of topics in our bank newsletter that um, aren't typical of banks yeah. and it's very personal. And yeah, you know, the, the suicide prevention is it comes from a few different places. So. Um, the, the president of the Mesa Chamber and I are really good friends, Sally Harrison, and Sally lost a son um, in high school, and, and it's always been a passion of hers, and I've, I've followed yeah. that, and, and I've also have had, you know, um, family members that have struggled with that, and, and where it really came home and uh, was, um, okay, probably more personal than you want to this morning, but, <laughs> uh, but, 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 you know, the beginning of last year, um, I just, you know, between things, you know, busy, busyness at work, business, personal life, and there's always, there's things going on in everybody's life. You don't ever see. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, I just, I kind of hit my wall and had a breakdown and, mm -hmm. and got to spend, uh, got to, got to spend about a week and, and, um, in Scottsdale at a behavioral health facility. And then I did went through about two or probably a couple months worth of group classes and then individual therapy after that. And, wow. you know, the interesting thing is when it, when it very first happened, <clears throat> the first doctor talked to me, said, Hey, you're going to look back at this as one of the best things that's ever happened to you. And yeah, at the time you're like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> And this, I, I, this seems like the worst time I've ever had in my entire life. And, and, you know, I, in, in talking with, with, you know, good friends over the last couple of months, it's just, you know, I was out with a good friend last week and I said, they asked me how I was doing. And, you know, since we're a relationship bank, if you ask me, I'll tell you and said, I'm like, I'm fine. I probably would have said fine <laughs> all the time in the past, but now I'm like, you know, I honestly, you know, um, career wise, personal wise marriage, I said, this is as good as it's ever been. Awesome. And I think it was part of it was just having a little, you know, I had a little break from work for about six weeks, which I've never had a break since I graduated college. So, um, and just, you know, you think the whole world's going to fall apart. And I think yeah. that's where building a phenomenal team was, you know, they just really stepped it up and did well and gave me some, some time in place to, to improve and get stronger in 2020 and, and, you know, rolling in, you know, I almost think it was, you know, getting prepared for what was going to happen in 20 and 21. And as it gave me that, that energy yeah. and, and, um, focus to, to do what I need to do. But I also have drawn a lot of, I've drawn a lot of lines in the last year as far as, okay, here's how much time yeah. we can have. And, Here's, you know, and, and I need to have time personally Absolutely. for me. And, you know, as, as, as my personal life got stronger, the bank got stronger and grew pretty substantially, a matter of fact. Good. And, and, you know, when I, you know, when this first happened, you know, it's all hush hush, nobody wants to say anything. And, 
And, yeah. you know, most people, when I had my little break, thought I had cancer or got COVID, oh, and, you know, no. and I, that, that's probably what I would have guessed. And, yeah. and you know, and, it's, and nobody really wanted to talk about it, including me. And I think it's a process you, you, you know, you have to work through. And, mm-hmm. and after I started sharing my story and covering some of that, I was just amazed at how many people this has touched. And, and I look at, you know, there, I look at the, you know, we follow what happens in the East Valley with the teens at the high mm-hmm. schools. And it's just, you know, we find out when, you know, I know here a month and a half or so ago, there were two that two students that took their life in a week. And, and you're just like, we have to figure out a way that that these folks can get help or figure out that there is there is help. And, and yeah. the, the difficult thing with depression is I think, you know, people are like, well, just, you know, just snap out of it or just, yeah. and, you know, depression and, and those issues aren't logical. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just like you get to a point when you're down the rabbit hole that that it doesn't matter how good everything around you is. It just it doesn't you don't feel that. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think sharing stories when you've gone through similar struggles as others and, yeah, you know, people look at your life and you're like, they're like, oh, your life's perfect. I'm like, oh, wouldn't that be great? And uh, I don't think anybody's life is perfect, including mine even today. But, you know, the, the thing I, I have learned is I have, you know, just have learned so many different tools on on how to how to roll with life's punches because there's always mm-hmm. punches there's always turns and mm-hmm. yeah. um so it, it that's really where that came from and i you know i had several um customers who've had family members that have struggled and matter of fact about two months ago i went to one of my friends that uh, was struggling i went to visit him in the hospital yeah. and and uh, kind of talk him through some things i went through and it's just amazing um it's 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 helpful for me to share the story too yeah but um for them to know that hey this is everything's okay this isn't you're not broken um yeah so so that's kind of where that came from (laughs) james 100 percent. thank you from the bottom of my heart uh to to lay out what you just laid out and just be honest and open like that you know i can understand in the beginning, you not wanting to talk about it. And I can understand, you know, your compassion and, and um, empathy for the, the Mesa community around you too, man, I just have to say, you know, as I can, the, the closest I've come to kind of the depression mode and just, it's, you know, just lack of sleep for me. It's like, you know, dealing with um, an infant, you know, as a new parent and just struggling with, you know, am I ready to be a father? And now going, he's here in front of me. Um, you know, am I doing the right things? Is he going to be okay? Is he going to be happy and healthy? You know, and all of these things, this, the, the way I connected to someone else is one of my buddies has a similar situation where his older daughter is like almost two. He's struggling with, you know, fatherhood too, as much as I am. And so the way that we connected is we just talked and this was, you know, it turned into kind of a therapy session for us where we could kind of question ourselves and, you know, what we're doing as parents, but also give each other advice at the same time. And, you know, that, time in that period of, and we basically turned it into a podcast almost and, and, and still do it today, talk and divulge with one another. It's one of those things that I think 
helped me kind of understand that it's going to be okay and help me connect with someone when I didn't, you know, you, you, I could connect with my wife, but you know, this is fatherhood, this is man stuff. And so it was just one of those things. It's great to relate to someone like that. I just say that to say it was hard, very hard for me to admit those types of struggles and for you to come on here and to be open and honest like that. And just to kind of lay it all out there, man, kudos to you, kudos to, you know, what you're going through and, and being able to be open like this. So thank you again for just honestly, that's something that I never asked from anyone and you really put it out there. We've had one other individual kind of to tell their um, kind of story. And that was also really, that was a full episode. And I had to like sit down afterwards to kind of really think about things. And I will probably end up doing the same here, but it's just really great to kind of, again, to come from someone of your stature, you know, president of a bank uh, to be able to open up like that. That's, that's really great. And so I will kind of transition us to kind of your daily routines now kind of, you know, you you're, you're in a great place. Like you said, with your marriage, your personal life and your business, is there any routines that you kind of keep in your life now that kind of allow you to let's call it what it is stability. Um, is there something that you like to keep in the morning or in the evening that you can kind of let us know? I mean, I would love to, is it meditation? Is there reading? Is there anything that you like to keep in your life? Yeah. You know, there's so many, there's so many things I've learned in the last couple of years and, you know, meditation is definitely part of it. And, and, you know, having a, um, you know, I, one of my favorite apps is my calm app. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And, um, it has, you know, every, you know, from early in the morning has your, you know, your, your, your daily meditation. And then, yeah. you know, there's, there's all different kinds of music on there that, you know, some's relaxing, some's kind of meant to pump you up and, and, you know, I use that and, and, you know, I, I, I tell my friends, I said, you'll laugh at me, but you got to try it and see if you like it at night. They have sleep stories. Yeah. And, I've, I've, I've had the app before. Oh, like uh, I've tried different apps. I, I love that calm app. Oh my goodness. So at night, you know, you put on, put on a sleep story and about 15 minutes in I'm out yep. and you know, I've, I, there's just some things I've learned, you know, some, I'm really a big fan of progressive muscle relaxation now and, and, um, a few other things I like, you know, I've done some yoga. Nice. Um, there's just, just really basically to center. And I've also learned that if I'm getting really stressed out at a particular day, it's okay to just step outside and breathe mm -hmm. for a little bit. Yep. And, you know, I, it's just, it's, it's interesting as you're going through this and somebody's teaching you how to breathe and like, you're going to teach me how to do what? <laughs> and, and so there's, there's, there's all different kinds of techniques based oh, on, yeah. if, you know, if I'm trying to get energized or if I'm trying to calm down and, and, um, you know, my office has, is all windows and, and, you know, I'll, I'll do it. And, you know, sometimes I'll shut my eyes and people are like, does that make you nervous? I'm like, no. And I said it would have in the past, but, you know, it's just, you know, I, I think what makes me stronger makes the bank stronger and the people Absolutely. around me stronger. And, um, you know, when all, when everything kind of fell apart for me, you talked about sleep, I hadn't slept for three days. Oh. And I think you just get to the point where your, your body's just, you know, just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about being a new parent and there's, there are, there's so many things in life that, you know, as they get older, it's like, you wanted to be safe. And then you, you know, you worry about their job and, 
Yeah, worry about the people around them and just everything. Like, yeah. yeah. And I have two daughters, so they're 21 and 30, and they both are dating amazing young men. So I'm thrilled at this point that of, of who they're with. And yeah. So I kind of think, you know, I'm not, I don't know if you ever get done being a parent. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. But I do think you, I do think you can set, set them up and, and show them by example too. So it's, Absolutely. you know, when, when this all happened, I, I really played it close to the vest too. Cause you're like, you just, you know, one of the things you're taught and I think maybe as a guy or as a leader, or as a CEO is never show your weakness. And, yep. and, and, and I, and I thought, I thought it was a weakness at the beginning and I don't anymore. Um, I think it was just a lesson. Mm-hmm. And I think to, um, you know, I think people of every age range, every wealth, you know, no matter what they make, I think this touches everyone. And I learned, you know, I spent time with folks that were I, there other CEOs that were homeless, that were everything in between. And the one thing that just, blew my mind from the start was the amount of love somebody can show for somebody else that they don't even know. Mm -hmm. And you get in a room and you're like, you're all coming from different places, but you're all struggling with the same thing and you all care about each other. And, and it's just like, wow, they're the, the, some of the worst things in life can show you some of the best things in life. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with you 100%. And you know, it's great that um, you you keep these daily routines in your life just because I'm very ecstatic that it, it is things like meditation, things like, you know, um, uh, you know, yoga, stretching, things like that all really help because in myself, I see, you know, I do that exact same thing. I do. Um, I love the nighttime meditation, like the sleep calm app. Um, when I know I'm having struggles or I, I know I need to um, endorphins. I'm a runner. I go on runs. I go on long runs. My wife knows that I like running. So she'll, you know, she'll either let me like, she understands if I say like, I really need to go on a run. She understands. Okay. That's his time. Like he, you know, does his thing. And it just really does help me because the endorphins do help me kind of like, it helps me think it's what they call the runner's high. And that's something mm-hmm. that just really helps me um, meditate and just really clear the head. Uh, but yeah, it's like, I need, like, that's the thing that helps me center. Like I'll do that in the morning, my runs. And sometimes I'll even go on walks with my, my son and my wife um, that, that just being outside and taking, like you said, taking in the sunlight, taking in the fresh air, taking in not you know, hearing other noise, like, you know, being the outdoor, you know, ambient noise is different than your indoor, you know, computers, phones, everything going off. It's so different. It's like peaceful. And I think those little moments that you can take for yourself to help center yourself really does make a difference. It really does help mentally, physically, all of those things, whatever you want to do, we'll call it. It really does help you intentionally get, you know, centered again. So, you know, I, I really do appreciate you telling me your, I, I, I want to know too, because you had brought up your, your um, daughters, you know, in that moment, you know, you, you had the, played it close to the vest after that all went down, I'm sure that they had a conversation with you. Did they tell you how proud they were, you know, just kind of hearing, you know, you come back from a dark place and just, did they, I mean, I, what was did you tell them did the conversation go well or yeah you know my our oldest our youngest was uh goes to college in in california and so wasn't here 
but ended up coming home for um, a few days. And, yeah. and my, my oldest was here right away. And she actually yeah. came over kind of right as it was all kind of going down and happening and, and, um, and was very, very supportive. And so was my youngest. And, you know, at that, you know, at, at that particular point, it was hard to be around them just because I was just such a rotten place that, um, you know, I was, I, I would say at the time I was embarrassed and, you know, since then, or probably even a better word is, you know, there, we talk a lot about get, get all Brene Brown on you. We all get all talk about shame and guilt. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think shame really played a, um, a pretty heavy role at that point. And, and, you know, you work past that, but my kids have just been fantastic. And, you know, my relationship with them is very good too. And, yeah. you know, I just, my kids know I do, do anything for them, but also yeah. open to kind of whatever, whatever comes their way. And so I, yeah, my kids have been very, very supportive and, and we're never, I would never say they were embarrassed by what dad went through, which yeah. is pretty cool. So that's good. I, I, I just, I, again, as a parent, I'm like, I want to know, cause like you don't go through that without your family kind of supporting you and having those conversations. And so that's, it's, it's really fantastic that you had that conversations with them and they're, they're doing um, that. I mean, again, they're your daughters. They're going to come support you anyways, but it's like, it's great that it's like, again, you have that support system. So I'm reaching the end here. Um, we, we've talked about a lot. I really do thank you for, you know, being the person that you are being so courageous again i you inspire me to do kind of a lot of different things and and you really did open my eyes to um a bank that probably wouldn't have been on my radar until meeting you james and i really do appreciate you um allowing me to have this conversation with you the end we usually like to kick it off to you to let everyone know any events or addresses or anything like that that you want to promote go ahead this is your chance Sure. Yeah. So um, our bank's located at Power and Warner in Mesa, Arizona, or at 6860 East Warner Road. Um, one of the, since we talked about newsletters, you could go on our website at uh, gcbaz.com and you can mm-hmm. look at some of our archive newsletters, folks. I, we've brought on customers that that have appreciated those and thought, you know, we've we've touched on issues like Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ. And they're like, wow, I can't believe you, you've touched all these. This is important to you. And, yeah. and um, I don't know, I have the most, I think I have the most diverse group of friends in the whole world. And, and I, it just makes my life so much richer. And I learn I learn from everybody all the time. So it's, really I, great. It, it's, um, it, it's, it, it's, yeah, I, I don't, I think I'm prejudiced. I think Gateway's the best. I have the best <laughs> team. You know, when we came, when I came from Kansas, we were a hundred million dollar bank and I had three locations and 42 employees. We have one location we're 216 million in assets and I have 16 employees. Wow. We have just, we have the most, just the coolest people. And I, you know, when you take, when you're all like family and you treat them like family, you pay them well, you treat them well, you let them take time to do what they need to do. Um, You know, all that, that book, you learn everything you need to know. You learn in kindergarten. It's true. (laughs) <laughs> well thank you james I, um did you I, I i missed it you said the address you gave the did you give the phone number is oh, there a phone number phone number is 480-358-1000 and i jose i appreciate it this morning you, you got me to talk about things nobody else did so hey james you. you know what i i want to say just from the bottom of my heart you're doing great things um 
you are a fantastic individual. If I can give you one bit of a, you know, one bit of, you know, something from me to you, um, as a father, true inspiration, like honestly, to be able to go through what you go through and come back and make your business better from it. Really, really, really as a, someone, a community member, um, an entrepreneur, a father, everything. Thank you again for having this conversation with me. I will go and have my sit down and think about my, you know, meditate what we've talked about. I just want you to know, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Before we go, I like to do my little portion. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find every episode of our podcast at findingarizonapodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. All of our social media is under Finding Arizona Podcast. Last but not least, if you want to become a super fan, patreon.com slash Podcast. There you'll find uh, some bonus content available for you and as we say every time with our last bit we say kisses hugs and belly rubs thank you to james for coming in and we will catch you on the next episode good night y'all